Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this actual play D&D podcast. We thank you for taking the time to join us as we continue creating this adventure. Our story will continue with a brief recap after the player introductions. As is the nature of stories involving good versus evil, our arc has brought us to some darker aspects of things, sometimes amplified by the fantastical setting. Some of the situations portrayed may be too intense for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you enjoy listening to our story as much as we enjoyed creating it. Will I be Grom the Toothy? And I'm from a tribe up north called the Bone Splitters. I moved south when my family was killed by a large beast. Since I've moved south, I've met up with this band of ragtag hooligans that have taken me in, and I consider my family. I'd gladly fight and die for them, but that'd be the story of Grom. My name is Peyton. I am playing Mirmolnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn monk. My clan and I follow the way of the shadow that lived a quiet life underground, all in service to our god, Quisodros. I am on a personal quest to retrieve a stolen artifact and avenge the deaths of those that lost their lives attempting to protect it. And in that quest, I have found a group of people that even though are different from me in many ways, make me feel like I belong. Something I haven't felt in a long time. Hi, I'm Carrie. I play a fighter with amnesia named Tylalore. When I woke up here in the city back in Iden Falls, my only memories were that of time spent in the uh, recently ended Ten Years' War in the southern land of Latresia. Recently, I've been experiencing memories from two different perspectives. Those of Tylalore, a soldier, and those of her general, Gwendolyn, who led the campaign of the war. I am currently married to Grom the Toothy, and together with the rest of the group, we're on a path to fight the various injustices we've encountered. Hello, I am Mark Latgeen, a blue-skinned dragonborn wizard from a place called Konor Orothia. Unfortunately, a catastrophic event took place during an attack on my village, which caused me to end up in a place far in time. It is now named Lorothia in nearly 600 years in the future. I journeyed to Aklum Falls to seek out the knowledge of time and space that will return me to the time that I once knew. Having next to nothing, I joined with my current group, but understanding that my search for knowledge will take quite a bit of time, I decided to stay and help them pursue their immediate goals. Last time, our adventurers, having arrived at a small settlement named Lower Dispucia, decided to avail themselves of the services offered by a tavern-slash-inn named the Valiant Hawk. They settled in for food and drink, and couldn't help but notice a significant Grayan military presence within the village. While there, they encountered several individuals of note. First, a Grayan soldier named Tarchul, who recognized Tylalor from their shared time in the Ten Years' War, he approached Tylalor tentatively, and after a brief conversation where he learned of Tylalor's amnesia, he disappointedly retreated back to his companions. 
Secondly, the group spotted another amethyst dragonborn whom Mirmalnir identified as one Yaxathir, a fellow tribesman who had been commissioned along with Mirmalnir and four others to seek for the lost divine effigy known as Kusodros Dread. Mirmalnir approached him and learned that Yaxathir was traveling east following a vision supposedly bestowed upon him by their god. Yaxathir summarily dismissed Mirmalnir with an air of holy condescension and retired for the evening. Third, Tylalor noticed the familiar form of Driok, the associate of their former party member Goturth, minding his own business in the corner. Grom and Latgain approached to pose a handful of inquiries to the Black Dragonborn. Grom's questions involved Goturth, while Latgain's curiosities were based out of a general umbrage involving an historic conflict. Grom learned that Driok's former patron had developed a strong affinity toward their old half-orc friend. Driok wasn't aware of much given that he had recently renounced his patron and was essentially fleeing for his life. Latgain's brief interrogation simply involved the state of Driak's people since the catastrophe of Rakthelen. Upon learning of the struggles and the hardships of Clan Ebonrage, Latgain was content to leave well enough alone. They spoke briefly of the book The Shadow Weave and its counterparts. Driak let slip the proper name of the Great Shade, the entity directly referenced by the four books that make up the Shadow Anthology. As the evening lengthened, Tylalor decided to revisit her newly discovered hawk comrades, and the other three opted to take a bit of personal time as she did so. Her socializing yielded a meager amount of insight. She took from it that Gwendolith is indeed missing, Tylalor's body is indeed her own, Medlac is a pompous ass, and the blood rubies are not unheard of and are a subject of rumor. Once Tylalor excused herself and the group settled in, Tylalor and Mirmalnir both experienced a noteworthy dream. Tylalor revisited the night of the incident in Tenby, while Mirmalnir weathered a conflict of desires. The next morning, Grom argued with Mr. Snugglebottoms once more before they set out to resupply before they continued northward. After a brief confrontation, Grom tried to dose Mr. Snugglebottoms with the hallucinogen, but the horse saw through the ruse and didn't fall for it. After breakfast, as they prepared to leave, Grom took his equine-rejected hallucinogen and prepared to travel, while Tylalor had one last conversation with a hungover Tarchol. It is at the tail end of this that we will pick up our story. Tylalor, before you leave, uh, you were asking Tarchel for a livery of the hawk there. Say, Tylalor, before you go, you think we'll be forgiven for what we did down there? I mean, the more I think about it, I'm not sure we were the good guys. I think that's going to depend on what we do with the time from here on out. So you think there's some redemption needed? Possibly. All right, well, I hope you find it. Same to you. And with that, he tips his glass at you and goes back into his contemplations. And at this point, Tyler, you can meet the others, kind of rally at the wagon. That is the plan, yes. All right, so you guys meet up. Uh, the horse is hitched up, ready to go, and uh, the sun is shining. It's a nice day. It's still kind of weird not having the rain constant. Yes, but I like this. I do not like the rain. So this is good for me. Um, Question, how long do we think we'll be out for? I do not see uh, another town on the, the map. Well, why don't we ask around a bit? Maybe get a general bearings of the land. And maybe we can ask around about that uh, little blue friend of yours. Yes, it sounds good to me. You seemed pretty curious about her a moment ago. You mean last night? Hey, last night. It's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in the back of the wagon. Never mind. I don't see any of you. 
You go about your own business. I'm communing with my guts. I'm working on the final edgings of, of my little weapon here. If you guys are all outside the wagon, though, I'm going to peek my head out. Hey, love, before I get too deep into this... The light is a little bit of fronting. Ah, damnable son. Uh, if you wouldn't mind swinging by a tannery and grabbing me some leather cord, I'd appreciate it. Sure, we should probably restock on our other supplies as well, since we're not sure how long we'll be traveling. Yes, this sounds great. I um, I will accompany you. All right, you recall that uh, Lower Dispute is a small community, but uh, there is a general store that is across the way there. So we'll head to the general store. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, you walk in the general store. Are all three of you going there? Yeah, I'll head in. Three of you head into the general store. It's uh, pretty standard, really. Human male behind the counter looks at you as you walk in and says, Morning. Morning. Thing I can help you find? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was sent after some uh, leather cord if you have any available. Oh, I think we probably have some of that. How much you need? Should have asked. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I forgot to ask. Would I know what he would need it for? Mm, roll me an intelligence. 14. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's for his uh, little project. He's working on his demon bone, whatever it is he's trying to fabricate. I'll draw you a picture. How big is it? It's a hatchet size. It's a hand axe size. Okay. Uh, enough to wrap the handle of a hand axe. All right. Well, I'll give you a few feet. That should give you a little extra. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, and uh, maybe some rations. We're about to be on the road. Sure. How many? Well, how, do many, how many do we currently have still? Oh, it's uh, probably enough for two days. So probably enough for four people for five days? Four people, five days. Uh, so let's see, four people, three meals a day, 12 times five is 60. Okay. Anything else we need? What? Oh, I do not think so. Okay. That should do us. All right. Just some rations in the leather? Yes, please. Yeah, I'll just throw in the leather for good measure. Um, so five silver per ration, 60. So 30 gold. Okay. I hand over the 30 gold. Thank you. You're welcome. Safe travel to you. And I'll turn and head back to the horse. I'll take the rations and head out too. And I'll follow behind. Anything else we need to take care of, guys? No, not for me. I believe I am good. All right, let's go mount up and head out. Is our goal still the Ruby Hills? This works for me. It was uh, Murray, I believe, is he was kind of following you. This will work for me. All right, let's do it. All right, who's driving? I will drive. I anticipated so, but I thought I'd ask him. I will go either into the cabin or up a shotgun, depending on where Tyler goes. Okay. All right, who's riding shotgun? Tyler, I guess it's up to you. Um, I guess I'll ride shotgun. It's been a while. I just mosey into the yeah into the compartment. Yeah. I'll uh, reach in and give Grom the cord first. Grom's just sitting in the back, singing, working on his little thing. He reaches over to grab the the leathers from you, and you notice that he's already communing with the spirits, and he's lost for now. (sighs) And sorrowful. He's quite sad. Uh, Are you okay? He's uh, he's non-communicative right now. He's just singing his little song and plugging away on his little weapon. I'm going to hop out of the wagon. Is this normal for... Is this normal here? Not from what I've seen. Okay, I'll just get back to the wagon, I guess. When the hunstress fall from home, find the marrow crack of the bone. 
All right, you uh, head north out of town. As you pass, you get a better look at the keep that was north of town there. It's set back from the main thoroughfare by several hundred yards. The fortress is replete with grain flags emblazoned with the sigil of the hawk. The size of it reaffirms the demographic of the patrons at the Valiant Hawk the previous evening. It's quite apparent that the structure could easily house a significantly sized force. But that is just something that you take note of as you head northward. You continue on. Grom, as you sit back, take a moment from your work, close your eyes, shielding them against the accosting light of the day. It's not hard to relax. The seats within the coach are surprisingly comfortable. You take several measured deep breaths as you feel the recently consumed herbs continue to ply their manipulations on your perception. The feeling is peaceful. It's happy. Almost euphoric. You briefly contemplate why you haven't tried these before, and then your thoughts are interrupted by a distracting, itchy left eye. You absently scratch it, which momentarily alleviates the nuisance, but it quickly returns. You rub your eye harder, and then, after a few moments of effort, you realize... You are unable to satiate the annoyance. The sensation is actually behind your eyeball. This realization would normally alarm you, but the effects of the hallucinogen have you more amused than concerned. You giggle to yourself at the comedic notion of working your pinky finger through your eye socket around the side to the back of that gelatinous orb of magic that somehow allows you to interpret light into facets and details of the world around you, simply to quench a measly little itch. Then again, it is quite irritating. Oh no, never mind, it's gone. You settle back into your floaty state of contentment once more. As you relax, you spend a moment appreciating the beauty of the shapes and the movement patterns that your eye floaters make against the backdrop of your closed eyelid. After a moment, you are overcome with the desire to share the unfolding dance before your eyes with whomever is in the compartment with you. You open your eyes, at the risk of pain of light, calling out to your companion, but you are startled at what you behold. Expecting to look across the coach's interior to see either your wife or a companion, but instead you find yourself gazing at a painting, a painting you've seen. It's one of a set of four. You aren't sure you remember this level of detail, though. This particular piece of art you recall to be the first of the series, the one displaying the couple caught in the throes of passion. Regard the male participant, and you're certain now that whomever this is, is a Gindrakan. The entire scene is captivatingly beautiful, but the female counterpart is increasingly so. Her predominantly elven features, accentuated by the touch of draconic, absolutely radiate before you. The lines are perfect. The patches of her scales, though scarce, give off a green energy that you find yourself desiring to breathe in, and you can't help but lean closer. You recall the first time you saw this tableau, and you recollect your unease at how the image seemed to move slightly. Now you can't drink in the imagery deeply enough. The exotic power emanated by the Gindrakan, the sheer beauty blanketing the raw presence of the... What is she? The scene has you enraptured. You lean in to try to take in as much as you can, when that previous itch suddenly becomes insistently painful, and your vision is momentarily blinded before the experience subsides. Damn light. You turn your gaze back to the magnificent piece of art before you, and as you try to regain your focus on the detail of her scales, you become aware of a presence. A strong presence, a small presence, a near presence. You slowly look back to your left, and on your shoulder you see a translucent centipede about two inches in length with abnormally long legs. Two antennae extend forward from its head, and a tail split ending in two small barbs whips back and forth pensively. 
you hear the antenna shift towards you slightly, and you hear it say, It really captures the passion, don't you think? A lot of artists focus solely on the humanoid form and spend way too much time trying to accentuate it. Often it ends up resulting in unreasonable expectations of body goals and completely overlooks the emotion of the situation. This one, though. Look at their faces. The passion is real. You can tell by how the eyes catch the expression. Not just the mouth. There's an awkward pause and then... <laughs> eh, honestly, the faces you people make is hilarious. I mean, look at him. Ooh, yeah. He... <laughs> You look back to the painting, and the thing's observation does strike you as amusing. The drugs have you finding almost everything mildly funny, and you can't help but giggle a bit along with your new acquaintance. After the levity subsides, he says, Uh, anyway, you want to do the next one? Hey, the next one what? Oh, the next painting. Hell, I'd give a painting a try. Well, I don't know. You're driving. I mean, I'm twacked out of my mind, man. <laughs> what the hell are you, anyway? What the hell am I? What the hell are you? I'm a Grom. You're a Grom? Well, I'm a... Well, I guess I'm not quite sure I have a name yet. I haven't ascended yet. Working on it, though. Hey, and what does that mean? Hey, your brain's a weird one. It's taken me a minute. I think I'm gonna dig you out of there, you little son of a bitch. Hey, whoa, 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 man. We're all friends here. I'm not so sure. Yeah, let's do the next painting. And sure enough, the depiction of passion before you morphs into what you remember to be the second of the painting series seen in the foyer of the Halls of Relics. Again, your memory doesn't recall the vividness, but the image of the aforementioned Gindrakan kneeling before what initially seems to be a bank of clouds, but upon further inspection, reveals a definite entity of an imposing sort, looming oppressive and invasive. Oh yeah, that asshole. He needs to back off. This plane's ours. Empty promises, that's all he's about. Those books are something, though. Did you read that one? I can't say that I have. Hmm. It really captured the malevolence in this one, though. The use of the darker reds near the face really portrays the malice. Well, I'm not sure if I recall this one being very pleasant to look at. Uh, you want to go to the next one, then? No, I don't think that's a very good idea. Well, yeah, maybe we could do it later. Doesn't matter to me. Are you the one making me see all that stuff? Make it you see what? Hmm, illithids everywhere. All those crazy dreams. Well, I don't know about the... I'm not sure I'm making you see anything. Kind of see what you want to see. But I don't think I've saw what I want to see for quite some while now. Sometimes we see the things that are, and they're not necessarily what we want to see. Well, now if I start listening to you, that's probably going to lead to a lot of people dying. If they're people. Well, you think I'm going to steer you into doing some stupid violent stuff? That tracks. <laughs> Let's do the next one. Here we go. The painting once again shifts to the third tableau you once before experienced, the one depicting the slain silver dragon being lorded over by the subject of the second painting. Like the others, certain aspects that were once subtle upon your first viewing in relics are now amplified and overt. In this case is the shadow pinning the neck of the massive silver to the ground as the victor delivers the death blow is almost the center of the piece. Your new friend says, Oh, yeah... Sidrion. He was kind, and there's an air of sadness in its comment. But Yachthildas takes what he can. Yachthildas? Oh, yeah, the... Who's that? The, the, the Great Shade. Have you not been paying attention? Friend of yours, then. Oh, no, 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 no. Not a friend of ours. Not a friend of ours. Well, yeah. I'm not sure I'm too comfortable with sharing. That doesn't matter. I see all you got going on in there, anyhow. 
Ooh, let's do the last one. This is my favorite. And before you can protest, the last mentally assaulting image appears before you. You remember this one all too well. The portrait of the old, gaunt, hollowed-up man stares at you hauntingly. The roiling shadows surrounding him menacingly. Those mesmerizing patterns you remember all too well seize your focus. And then one by one, those piercing, yellow eyes open. Each one's gaze peering into your existence until there are hundreds of them seemingly consuming your mind. You hear faintly in the distance, Wee, they're so spinny. Grom, isn't this great? Grom, Grom, oh, oh no, Grom, Grom, no, no, come on, come on, come on back, come on back, Grom. Come on, no, no, back this way. Your vision blurs and it's almost as if you are physically pulled away from the imagery before you. When your eyesight clears, you find yourself looking at a poorly done painting of Tylolore. She's sitting in a wooden chair in a position that suggests she is awkwardly posing for a portrait. You hazard a glance to your shoulder, and your little friend is still there, antenna aimed towards your head. What, you think I'm gonna let that jerk take you? I'd be in so much trouble. You look back at the atrocity of art before you, and before you can say anything, you hear it say, Don't say a word, Mr. Judgy. It was the quickest thing I could think of, and I can't paint. I won't say a word. I think I'd rather be here than staring at that chaos. What can you tell me about the gaunt man? Oh, the gaunt man? Oh, the, the guy in the in the painting? Hey. Uh, not sure I could tell you any more that you already know. Kind of the story of, uh, you know, the Agendrakan. you making deals and getting power and stuff. Hey, But I would assume if the Agendrakan had the power, you'll have to update my history because I don't understand how they lost it. Do we really have to go through this again? Okay, so the dragons and the Gendrakan were all buddy-buddy, and then um, the relationship turned, and the Gendrakan, well, turned into slaves, really, and uh, they didn't like that, and so they spent the time uh, mating with the dragons to get the power, and then they come across the Great Shade, and all of a sudden, now they have power to fight back. So they fought back, and that was the whole Gendrakan and and dragons fighting and the war and stuff. uh, So then the dragons came across a new power of their own source and uh, fought back, and pretty much uh, retaliated uh, pretty stupid hard. Uh, there's not a lot of Gendrakan left. And all of this might come about again if these four books come together, I. Yeah, I think that's more of the uh, Yak Theldost wanting, wanting to come through this plane and uh, have his way. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's no good. That's no good for uh, you or me or us or anybody. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, I don't know, he could be pretty convincing. People get on board. see their death. Yep. At any rate, good talk. Whatever it is you took starting to wear off a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a nap, I think. Hi. And you look away for just a second, and then there's another blinding pain, and then once it subsides, you look back to your shoulder, and your little buddy's not there anymore. Well, that's a bit unnerving. You say that out loud? Definitely. Okay. And throughout all of this, you just saw him leaning back with his eyes closed. Okay. So I was gonna start reading uh, The Client of the Blood. So I will look down from my book and... What'd you see? As I kind of shake my eyes a bit, knock the sleep out of my head. You've been here this whole time? Oh, yes. Hmm, interesting. You've been taking a, like a, a waking nap, I suppose. I don't know, do not know, like a trance, perhaps. Aye, but it's unlike any time I've done it before. Do you remember when I told you about that weird bug creature? Crawling into my eyes. Yes. In my dream. I just... I dreamed right now that he was sitting there talking to me. Clear as you and I are talking now. I'm losing my mind. Do you think this is, like, actually real? Well, it seems to... It seems to know more than I know. Well, I'm having problems trusting my eyes when I'm awake. So I'm not so sure they're dreams. 
I think I'm cursed. But the only thing you could do when you're cursed is enjoy the time you got until you go, I suppose. Well, I... Perhaps we can find someone who breaks this curse. I, I do not... I do not know what I could do here. I'm... I'll kind of... I'll put down my... This book and start looking at my spell book. I... This is... Uh, this, I, I do not know what I could do for you here. This is... We might have a loss. Hmm. Hi. Me too, my friend. I'm not sure there's anything man can do. When the curse may be from the gods themselves. Well. I might have just seen too much when I was in the halls of Relic. When you looked into that thing, it looked back at you. I don't know if I can unlook. Well, I will say this, though. If I hurt anybody that we care about, put me down. Use your little cloak there. I've seen you shoot out those little balls of power. Send as many of them into me as you can. Will I do not think it'll come to this, so perhaps um, it's it's a talk of of uh, better things. Um, you see, this is uh, I do not know. Hi, uh, Murray and Tyler, would you give me a perception roll, please? Seven. Five. Yep, you guys are just plodding along. Just kind of sit in silence for a little bit, and then I'll go back to reading the the book. I was gonna ask. It seems like you had a little bit of a mood change after talking to your clansman last night. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Even down in the cave, I couldn't stand being around him. He had this better-than-you attitude to everyone because he felt he was specially gifted and everyone else was below him. Even the elders couldn't stand him. He definitely has that vibe. So as, uh, as far as us going to the, the Ruby Hills, for me, I'm definitely chasing Medlock, but do you think we might find answers for your quest as well? or I think it is definitely a very real possibility that we will find answers or leads even though he had received the gift or the vision he still seemed very unsure of where he was going so perfect just wanting to make sure we're still on the right path here i'm a little worried about grom why is that well changes in vision seems to be going mad at times i think we might need to keep a closer eye on him i see all right, about this time far off in the distance, you see what you first think could be smoke from a forest fire. But after a moment, you realize that it's dust. A large cloud of dust. So, uh, roll me intelligence, Murray and Tylor. Uh, Tylor with advantage, please. The DC's 12, just hit it. Well, considering my first one was a nat 1, and then I rolled a 19. I got a 4. All right, Miramal near you see the cloud of dust, uh, but Tylalore, you know that this dust is indicative of a significantly large group traveling together. Mm-hmm. It looks like we might be coming up on a crowd. You suppose that's what that dust cloud is? Having traveled with the army before? Yeah, I'm quite certain. Okay. You suppose we should pull over and wait? Or keep going. I'm not sure. About this time, two figures on horseback approach. They ride at an easy pace. A livery of the Bear of Osperia, proudly displayed on their garments, as well as on the shield that one of the scouts carry. They see you and regard you with the wisdom of a lifetime of threat assessment. One says, Well, well met. Well met. Got a large force coming through here. I was noticing the cloud. We do our best to share the road, but uh, you might want to pull off when... uh, Mass proper decides to pass. It's up to you. Respect your right to travel. Appreciate that. I'm sure we can pull over for a few moments to let y'all pass. 
there. The one that's not speaking is kind of taking the coach in. Gives you Mirmulnir, kind of the... Well, that's not something I see every day. Where are you headed? Ruby Hills. Oh, Ruby Hills. Well, may the wind be at your back. Same to you, thanks. With a polite nod, we'll uh, continue forward. Gonna work in the back and slowly, like, wrapping the wire... Or the, the leather around the handle of my weapon. Singing to myself... When the huns straight far from home Find the marrow crack the bone On return begin to weep When finding tracks are way too deep Bury son and bury wife Sharpen blade and grab your knife Grab my axe head out again Hunt the beast that fell my kin My death the monster failed to give Family dead and cursed to live That he like ties the final knot on the bottom of the blade And pulls out a couple uh, feathers from his pouch and starts sewing those onto it afterwards. And then once he's done, he... Oh, I come out of my little moroseness. Neft it. Start giving it a couple swings. Oh, jeez. This is... (laughs) Do not... This is... Do not swing that in here. This is not as much space. (laughs) He'll be fine. Haven't you seen me fight? I can't hit a damn thing. Well, it's good it's it's, it's, a dirk in here. He's might have missed. Plus... You should hope for a good fight. That way you'll have yourself a good nap. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> this is a... This is this is quite a weapon you have here. This is... Of your people, you make these often? Hey, The more powerful beast you slay, the more powerful a weapon you can make from it. Or at least that's what my people believed. When I still had people. But what's your tale? You seem to, uh... Uh, you were on the verge of a fight there back at the tavern. Seem a little uh, jumpy around that dragonborn. Well, this is this is long in the past. Um, it's very long ago. Uh, they they killed my my tribe as well. And you failed to kill them all. It would uh, it would seem so. Well, if you need help, we could go back and seek a glorious death together. Well. <laughs> I do plan on going back, this is for sure. Hmm. You know your place doesn't sound too bad. Or your time. Especially saying there's all those gems just laying around. Yes. Well, I will. You stick with me and I will show you. We'll go together. Well, then you be leading the way. (laughs) If we're sticking with me, who knows where we're going to end up. Let's find out. Hey. With that, I'm going to push my hand to pull the back of the coach open a little bit so I can just kind of take a peek, see if it is overcast enough for me to be able to come outside. The sun is shining. There is not a cloud in the sky. Right. So what do you suppose we could do about this? I'm not going to be very useful to us if I can't even stand out in the light. Don't you have some kind of spell or something? <laughs> He's here. You look, look. Look at that little like book this. of yours. You're always looking in that little book. You have a, a thin cloth. Perhaps you put that around your head. 
You mean blind myself? Oh, it's be, it's be thin. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to see through. I'm afraid I don't have anything like that. I don't know how thin you've ever cut leather, but you're not seeing through it. I see cloth, not, not leather. I don't have much for cloth now. All right, as you converse, Mirmolnir and Tylor, you see the dust cloud source finally come into view. The head of the convoy are two men on horseback. Signal flags raised to no doubt communicate the pace to the several hundred infantry soldiers that follow. Once the footmen pass, the massive snake of people transition into a contingent of cavalry. These are followed by copious amounts of horse-drawn wagons. One would imagine that it would take a significant amount of supplies to support a force this large. They march past you in an orderly formation. You see a few of them cast sidelong glances at you, but for the most part, their discipline is impressive. Murray, did you pull over or are you trying to skirt? Yeah, I pulled over. Okay. Tylor, with a flash of memory and familiarity, you notice that several of the wagons passing by, while they are covered to protect and conceal what goods they carry, you recognize them to be packaged siege weaponry. Oh, shit. Once the supply section is passed, there's another company of cavalry, and then all that is left is to wait for the dust to settle. Which way are these guys going? Opposite to you. So they're heading towards Akinitum Falls. They are heading south, you are heading north. They're heading towards the lower dispute show we just left. Don't you recall that Sifian saying something about the bear soon being in position, or possession of uh, Murray's little statue there? Was that what she said? I do remember her saying something about it being in the jaws of the lion, but not for long. I could have swore she'd said something about it soon being possessed by the bear. Well, it looks like they want it pretty bad. This little statue of yours. I thought you said it was like some kind of rock or stone. Clearly, it's made of platinum. I have a bad feeling. There's a keep in that town we left. Are you trying to do something about it, love? I don't know what we could do. Go warn them? If those guys back there were my former comrades, they could be in danger. Well, now you got a fine point there. This, uh... Stagecoach would never make it in time, but a solo horse might. Unless you got some kind of magic spell or something to <laughs> to warn the town. No, do you have any spells, damn it? Oh, he's shut up, lady. <laughs> All right, as the dust settles. All right, love. We're trying to go ask them what they're about. I mean, what do you want to do? Definitely on their way to try and take something over. You know, there's a lot to be said for. Earning a little uh, notoriety and some combat there. I'm not sure my notoriety needs to be renewed at this moment. There's only a couple hundred of them. <laughs> Somebody give Mr. Snugglebottoms a damn sword. Well, they're your friends, doll. I feel like after the recognition of what this army is about, Tyler Lore is nervous for the town. I'm going to hop out of the, the coach, shield my eyes from the sun a bit, and start unhooking the horse. I am going to see if I can take Mr. Snugglebottoms and run to the town ahead of the army. Pray I don't get caught. And even if it's a warning that comes to nothing, they can be prepared if it is something. I'm going to unhook my, my new weapon from the my side. And I'm going to hand it to you. Like, strap it on. You can never have too many if you get in some trouble. What will you do, though? This is yours. I have mine. Well, I'm not charging ahead of an army. <laughs> And you're taking our only horse. You're okay. going to have to come back to us. <laughs> Fair enough. And I got this knife in case I run into any tough stakes or anything. Okay. Tyler, when Grom hands you 
this newly crafted hatchet. It looks vicious, but when you take it, you take possession of it. It almost pulls at you a little bit. Like, if you were to spend some time with it, you might understand the best way to use it a little better. Hmm. It's a fine weapon you've crafted there. Also, Grom, when you give it away, there's almost a little bit of a reluctance that you weren't expecting. I want to say when you pick it up, you feel a sense of sorrow holding it. It's got a bunch of jagged teeth off the front, and it's all wrapped with feathers up around the ridge of the top and the bottom. And it's got some carved runes into it that you don't know what they mean. You're not familiar with them. I'll tuck it securely in my holster next to my dagger. If you use it, the spirits will fight with you. Thank you. Ride safe. Go! Yeah! <laughs> Mr. Snugglebottoms just turns and looks at you. You're not on. Yeah, you're not on the horse yet either. So I, I'm, I'm like holding the reins. I am not him. I was just looking for more reasons to hit this damn horse before you go get killed in front of that army. I need you to not make the horse hate everyone. It'll run faster if it's bad. What's your AC, Crum? What's my AC? Uh, eighteen. Try it. Yeah, it, uh, its back leg kicks at you once, but you easily sidestep. I was very ready for it. Yes, you were. <laughs> Go ahead and pull Mr. Snugglebottoms away from Grom and mount up. Okay, uh, let's have an initial animal handling. I would like to say something to Mr. Snugglebottoms. Please do. I'm going to walk up and put my hand on his face, look deep into his eyes. Get her there, fast and safe, and bring her back. And then getting him a pet, a couple pets on the head, pat on the side. And okay, what'd you roll? 16. You hear the words that Mirmelnir says to Mr. Snugglebottoms, and you see the horse settle into an air of compliance. I have respect for Mr. Snugglebottoms as well. That should show through. And I nod my thanks to Murray. When they're not looking, I'm going to go grab the reins on the face of the horse on the other side and yank its head close to me. Be like, listen to your damn damn horse. (laughs) You don't bring her back. I'll find you and eat what's left of you. But if you do, I'll use the damn name. Let it go. It moves to maybe take a bite at you, but then stops and then looks at you. And if, you heard me. If a horse's eyes could narrow, you swear it, uh, they do. I know you understand me, a stupid beast. You heard him. When you come back, he's going to use your name. <laughs> Not saying it all cutesy, though. All right, well, if you want to mount up bareback. There I go. With a 16, you'll have a, a decent start. So Tylor heads back south. My goal is to not be seen on my way back from the army. So your goal is to pass an entire army on the road and not be seen. When you see the dust go around. For good. I mean, a large force, they do travel slower than one person or even a few people. So. Right, but my logic is is they saw me heading the other direction. Oh, no, they... I get that. You don't want them to see you. Yeah. Especially those two scouts up front. Yeah. So I just am asking you your plan. Are you going to try to navigate your horse... Like, get off the road and then pass them and then get that back was, on the road? That was my idea, yeah. As best best as possible. All right, we'll have a few dice rolls for that here mm-hmm. in a little bit. Uh, but for now, the, what the, are the three of you? What do, what do the three of you want to? How do you want to continue? Well, what the hell are we going to do now? <laughs> Mary, guys. get over here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? I said get over here. We're hitching into this damn carriage. We've been feeding you for a couple of days now. Fine. You're going to have to run, too. <laughs> One thing at a time. Look, if they tear down the tavern, you can't have any more of that damn stew. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> the, soup was, the soup was all right at best. Now you watch your damn mouth about that stew. 
Ivan Egg's food is better. Do you guys have any have any ideas? Even if we were to even if I were to pull it. Or do we hide it and march back? I was gonna say it doesn't make sense to keep heading north and just leave Tylalore. No. So if she doesn't come back, we've got a whole army to kill. Yeah, given everything, it's it's later. It's getting late into the afternoon by now. Do we want to stash the wagon and follow back on foot and see if we can catch her on our way back, or do we want to stay here and almost make camp for the night until she returns? Well, if we're sitting here on the road and a coach with no horse, we might be sitting ducks for something, but we might have a traveler pass in the next day or so. We might be able to purchase another horse, even though all of our money just left. Sorry, guys. About how far are we out of Lower Dispucia? You're just under a day away from Lower Dispucia. Well, sounds like we're going to be sitting here for a little while. Why don't you catch me up on the history as far as you know, and I'll try to catch you up on everything past. And we'll give her, what, three days? Hopefully it doesn't take me that long. A day there and a day back? I mean, my goal is to travel as quickly as I can. Two days, then. Do we want to build camp? Hey. Does the area we're kind of in look like it's got viable camp spaces. Um, let's have a survival roll from anybody who wants to look around. Grom, that would be a disadvantage because of your daylight issues. I got a 14. That would be a 12. Uh, 18. Between the three of you, uh, especially, Latkane has a moment of, uh, oh, hey, no, what if we go up through there? Um, are you looking for something that's, you say, viable camp spaces? I'm assuming you kind of want to pull back from the road a little bit. Yeah. Are you actually strong enough to pull this damn coach? I was joking. Might as well give it a try. Hey, what do you know? That that harness fits him just as well. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Uh, no, there's a there's there's kind of a, a, a path that, and you walk off and kind of investigate and like, no, if we could get the coach uh, up pulled pulled up through here, there's there's actually a little stream over here too that we can pull off, and it's a uh, it'd be a good site for. All right. I guess I'm assuming the coach kind of got those two wooden bars that would go up, latch the harness on the horse. Yes. So I'm going to try and just get between them and grab them and just try and pull. Okay. What's uh, athletics? That is a 17. With a 17. Yeah, you managed to. There's there's a couple hiccups here because it's not a road road, uh, the path that you want to scoot it up through, but uh, it's a between. If it's a struggle, I will at a certain point cast alter density and make it half the weight if uh, i can do that to that big of an object yes i would yeah um or at least to a, a good part of it i will have to look at the specifics of the spell but yes all of a sudden yeah there's that one there's one point where you feel yourself get caught up on on something and then oh all of a sudden this coach is significantly lighter than what it was and you have no problem between murray's strength and latkin's dunamancy I was, uh, I'm sitting in the stage coach the whole time. <laughs> Watching you go, you're doing great, lad. Look at you. Figured you didn't have all those muscles for nothing. Oh, actually, uh, this Talalor, she, she has the food, yes? The, the, in the haversack? <laughs> no, I don't think you so. You took the food. Well, I am keeping track of the food, but... It's a lot of food. I cannot, uh, do not have a backpack. Um, well, I assume it would have been with the coach. Okay. I okay. figured our coach would have, like, roof storage on it, and it'd all just be bundled up up there. Yeah, we'll go with that. Very concerned about this food. In case everyone, you know. It wouldn't make sense for it to stay on the horse. And I certainly wouldn't be carrying it. It's a lot of food to try and carry. Well, in the haversack, right? Doesn't it make it, like, weightless? Mm. Aye. 
Yeah, uh, well, and never was said that it got put in there, but so, but we could retroactively. So what all you got in that little book of yours there? Do you have any spells besides sleep? Yes. Here, you, you, you take a look. You, you, uh, here, you look. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. How are you supposed to read this when all the letters squiggle about? This is, this is all letters. This is, oh, you, you cannot read it? No, you can. Of course, yes. Figured maybe your nose was in it so much because you're trying to figure out what the hell it says. Well, sometimes, yes. <laughs> this is, uh, the more I study, the better I get. So, yes. Hmm. Do not understand all these things. It's um, clearly these, these runes you put on your, your axe. Do you know all the meaning of the runes? Hi. You do? Hi. This is great magic, then. Well, these are the runes for my wife and child. These are their symbols. So, let's have another survival to see how well you guys set up camp. It is uh, dark enough that you do not have disadvantage. There, there's a 22. You know, for specializing survival stuff, I can't prove it. At 11? My highest is 9. Apparently, uh, Mirmolnir has found a new affinity for outdoors and wilderness and camping because he strikes camp. Those two tents go up in a hurry. Got the perfect fire built. So you guys help. You don't hinder, but uh, Murray is pretty much uh, directing the show there. I'm not helping much because I got distracted with a stick I found. I'm like seeing if it'll work as a club. So what's your story, Knuckles? What are you trying to do here about this little statue of yours? Do you really feel like it's somewhere else? I do. From what Sifion said, in some ways it seems pointless to go towards the lion for the time being when it may not be there for long. I feel... When it changes hands, it's not going to be a gentle exchange. And getting intertwined in the middle of that seems counterproductive, especially if we are injured or killed, should we find ourselves in the middle of it. They were just all over the place, looking for one statue. You said you're looking for some form of time portal. Oh, I thought uh, perhaps a portal item. Not exactly sure I know what a portal is, but is. Um, no, uh... I hope to find the, the knowledge to, to construct a spell or something that, yes, will allow me to go back. Are you going back to something? Or just a time you're more comfortable with? Or somebody? All my people. I will save them all. Hmm. Do you think you'd be able to do that to somebody else? Well, this is... I hope. Boy, that'd be quite the problem. Not sure my old wife would agree with my new wife. <laughs> he, he's had a, a different wife. I... I had a wife and a child. I went out on a hunt. I was out for a while. Boy, we were tracking a big gribbly beast. Hmm. Think around here, you'd think of him like, kind of like a hog, but gigantic. It was quite the hunt. But sadly, we were away too long. When we came back, there were tracks leading in. The tracks were so deep. Hmm. Whatever it was, it was gigantic. I don't know what you call it, but they were all dead. Hmm. Um, this is... I'm sorry. This is horrible. I'm sorry. Um, you could not follow the tracks and see where this beast went. Oh, I did. I just don't know what it's called. So you... you found it? I did. I was on a hunt with my friends when we came back. All of our families and kin were dead. The beast had just rampaged through the whole village. It left nobody. Crushed, half-eaten bodies. So yeah, we buried our kin... We prepared to go back out on the hunt, painted our tattoos in the blood of our kin, brought their spirits with us. We found the beast, 
We were all looking for a glorious death with it, so we could go see our family. I was unlucky enough to survive. Hmm. I thought I was cursed, but then I met you guys, and I decided I shouldn't hold on to any of that. There's still life to be lived. So now I figure I'll just say goodbye to the old ways. My people are a dead people, and I'll learn these ways. Learn to read your little letters, explore your little villages and towns. I might even have Knuckles here teach me some of that punching. It looks pretty cool. I could certainly teach you if you'd like. I wouldn't mind trying it out. Next time you're doing your little exercises in the morning, I think I'll jump in there with you and give it a shot in the morning. On that note, let's see how Tylor's doing. I'm riding. Well, given the fact that uh, you just passed the army, or rather, the army just passed you, mm-hmm. you gain on them uh, pretty easily. You ride up, you can see the, the dust cloud, you actually can or taste the dust cloud before you actually see. Uh, but you reach a point where you did decide to how far off the road you want to go. So I'm going to roll dice to see what kind of terrain you're looking at. And basically what I'm going to do here is uh, to lower the number, the more difficult the terrain. Oh boy, okay. I rolled a two. Oh, shit. So as you approach the army, you notice that on either side of the road, it's thick forest. Even just glancing in, you can see little pockets of dog hair. Probably not a good plan. Well, if the train is going to be that severe, I definitely won't be able to make any sort of pace. So I think I'm going to try and ride on the side of the road close to the army to pass it. So you are going to pass it? Yes. And hope that if they recognize me as I'm passing... They will believe my attempt to bluff. Well, uh, we don't need to get to the uh, deception part quite yet. You ride up next, and and yeah, they're a traveling army. They're pretty much taking up the whole road, but they are trying to be respectful of travelers, so they see you wanting to make a faster pace, and so, yeah, you can come up through there. I'm going to roll a couple perception rolls here. Go ahead and roll me a perception roll, please. Eleven. Actually, give me an animal handling real quick. We'll just see how well Mr. Snugglebottoms does here in traffic. 20. Yep, you have no problem guiding Mr. Snugglebottoms up past the army proper. You continue on, you move past the army proper, and with what was your perception, 11? Mm-hmm. You think that you are past the majority of it, and you think you can perhaps bear down and gain speed to distance yourself when you see two riders break off from the bulk of the force and approach you. And you are not too far ahead to hear one of them say, Oi, hold up a moment. I'll slow. You slow, and the two riders, and uh, one of them is one of the scouts that uh, addressed you when you were passing the other way. And they ride up, and they don't stop you, mm-hmm. but they keep, they slow down to about the pace of the army, and they're moving with you, and mm-hmm. they each flank you and say, Didn't I just see you uh, heading northward a little bit ago? You did. Hmm. Change of heart? More of a forgotten item. I see. And they're both looking at you like they're just looking for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding steady. Well, uh... Forgive us for, for impeding you. You're obviously in a hurry. Uh, but we are out here on official Osperian business, and so we um, have to do our due diligence and mind our P's and Q's. So could you offer a little bit more detail on your situation? Of course, yes. Um, one of my pa- party members, the one riding next to me in the coach, actually forgot a deeply beloved religious artifact back at that inn we stayed at last night. And where was that? I don't remember the name of the place. 
Roll intelligence. Twelve. Valiant talk? Yes. Uh, the Valiant talk. Hmm. Down in Lower Dispucia. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we stopped overnight just to get off the road for a day. Seems like an important thing to just forget. That's my haste to retrieve it for him. So a deception? Twenty. Oh, I rolled a nineteen insight for him. <laughs> well, I hope your friend uh, sorts himself out. Seems like a very important thing to forget. Yes, we'll be having a talk about it later for sure. All right, well, what was your name? Tyler Lore. Tyler Lore. Mm-hmm. Mm, charmed. Charmed. No, that's actually my name. It's you know, he looks at his his counterpart. He's just like you know. Oh. I just should change my name. That's just. I'm I'm so sorry. I it's an interesting name. It's uh, it's more of a pain in the ass than it uh, is worth. Uh, regardless, uh, ride safely. You as well. Thank you. And I'll take off again. Uh, let's give uh, one more animal handling with advantage. <laughs> Eight. Mr. Snogglebottom seems a little bit unnerved by what had just transpired, but uh, he managed to steer him. He doesn't quite go as fast as you'd like. You will get back to Lower Dispucia probably a little after midnight. Let me see if you encounter any other hiccups. Um, actually, there's one other hiccup. I am going to roll a constitution for Mr. Snogglebottoms, and he's going to kind of taper off towards the end. And your military background, you would recognize the signs of a horse overdoing it. Okay. And I'm assuming you don't want him to run himself to death? No. Okay, so you do back off. So that's going to put you in lower dispute. You're probably about four in the morning. Okay, while well, still assuming significantly earlier than the army. Yes. My first instinct is to go back to the Valiant Hawk to see if maybe my comrades are still there. Coming into town, you do come across the keep first. Oh, you know what? Let's go there. All right, we're going to put that on pause for a second. Um, everybody at camp, please roll me a perception. All right. I'll be standing guard. Not well, though. <laughs> with advantage, Grum. Uh, that was with advantage. Okay. I got a 16. You got a 15. That puts me out of five. Mirmolnir and Latgain, you hear the sound of beasts off in the distance. Let's have a knowledge nature roll from the two of you. It's a 19. Uh, 21. You don't hear any of the standard howling that would normally accompany a pack of wolves, but you hear a few yips and gnarls, and you are confident that several of the beasts are headed your way, and quickly. That game, you hear that. You see the wolves, perhaps? I'm kind of lost in my thoughts. I'm not too familiar with the animals up here, but that would be my... what it sort of sounds like. We'll just uh, make the fire bigger than the wolves will... We'll run away, yes? Grom. Grom. Ha! What? Do you hear the animals? Hear the animals. Well, no. I'm going to listen again. Fifteen. Fifteen, you do hear what they're talking about now. Can I make it out? Yep. Roll knowledge nature. Knowledge nature. Nat 20. (laughs) All right. Well, pretty much what I uh, stated stands. Are they gray or brown then? He knows, right? with that higher of a roll. No, you're pretty sure that they... Those aren't your standard wolves. They sound a little bit beefier. Aye, that's not a standard wolf. Prepare yourself, boys. All right. Look over at Light Gain's building the fire up. Like, I don't think that'll help. This time, you better get your little book out. Can we tell which direction they're coming from? Yeah, with those rolls. The sounds are coming from the north, maybe a little bit northwest. Grom, do you suppose there's anything we can do to anticipate them coming? take out the knife and I run the blade along my arm to open up the thing and I wet the blade in the blood. I'm like, yeah, kiss your ass goodbye. Oh, I was hoping it was going to jump out of the woods right then. I was ready to leap into combat there. 
We'll just roll for initiative now. 21. Oh, then I got a 7. I got a 7 too then. What's the wolf's AC? Nice try. Three extremely large wolves burst through the thicket. They remind you a little bit of what you saw back in Aconitum Falls that was assaulting the man in the alley. What was his name? Leroy? Yes, it was Leroy. Nevertheless, in seeing you and the fire built up, illuminating your campsite, they stop abruptly and regard you for a moment. And then, almost as if on cue, all three of them snarl at you. Snarl right back. On that note, we are going to cut to Tylor for a moment. Tylor, you just run up to the... Yeah, I'm going to walk up to the... Like, get as close as I can, and then dismount and... Go pound on the keep door. Actually, as you're approaching, you kind of hear from above. Like, oh, is that what? I, I... Oi, stop, stop. State your business. I stop. I look at where I vaguely guess the voice was coming from. Uh, you get real perception on that if you want. Sure. That's in that one. I have no clue where that voice okay, is coming yeah, from. Okay, it's just somewhere. I'm just looking up at the building. I come with potential warning. Uh, uh, okay. I was traveling the road, and there's a vast army on their way heading this direction. Well, that sounds ominous. That's what I thought. As I have friends of the Hawk, I wanted to come bring warning. They, I don't know if they're coming here for you, but it definitely didn't seem good. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute since they came down. Hang on a minute. A few moments pass, and you hear the, the main gate of the keep that allows bigger traffic through, but then there's a door to the side. Mm-hmm. And that door opens up, and you see three soldiers. Say, well, come on in, come on in. I walk forward. So uh, the army's coming down then? Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a siege army. Uh, Asperia? The bear? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and two of them really don't see concerned at all. But one of them is like, wait, a, a, a siege army? What do you mean by that? I mean, they have cavalry. They have wagons that definitely have other... That siege, uh, like, weaponry. I have marched with an army in the past and I know what it looks like and that is what this is two that are uh, really just nonplussed about it are just like it's fine it'll be the valiant bear for two months until we go take it back the one that was more concerned about the siege weaponry stops and thinks he says Wait, what about go get go get Tarchel okay my face lights up moments passed Tarchel comes in he's like obviously like oh, what is Oh, Tyler, what are you doing here? I come bearing potential warning. Yeah, that's what he was starting to say. Um, why'd you wake me up? And the one that was concerned says, What did you say about the woman that was in the Valiant Hawk two nights ago? So, oh, this woman came in. Yeah, it said that Osperia was coming, and I just, well, that, that's how this works. And so. I look Tarchel dead in the eye. They have a siege army coming this direction. Oh, well, that's different. He not sobers up, but wakes up a little bit, and he's like, let's seem like they waste that on the disputes we have. A- it might not be for you, but they are heading directly this direction, and you and I both know, as armies work, if they're looking to take over, and you are in that line, they will do it. Well, I mean, you know how the disputes work, right? Blink, look. Oh, right. <laughs> Amnesia, right. So, on a side note tell you guys this out of game, but this is kind of how the disputes work. Uh, have you heard of that island that Canada and Denmark argue over? They take it over every once in a while and put a bottle of scotch or whiskey on there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. So there's this tiny island up there, and periodically, Canada will go 
plant their flag on the island and leave a bottle of Canadian whiskey. And some time passes and Greenland will come over and take their flag down and plant their flag and leave a bottle of cognac. And it's just a kind of an ongoing, oh, yep, that's a thing. That is hilarious. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. It was a border dispute. You know, they keep arguing. So, nope, this is mine and this is mine. So that's essentially how the disputes work. And I, I kind of characterized it with, here's your permanent, valiant, and a temporary hawk. If you would have taken the time, you flip the sign over, it says bear. <laughs> <laughs> so periodically, Osperia will come down and raid Lower Dispucia, and sometimes it gets out of hand and somebody might die or whatever, but it's really like, oh yeah, oh we're fighting, that type of thing. Now that keep has bears all over it instead of hawks, and vice versa north, and so Upper Dispucia, Lower Dispucia, hence the term Dispucia. Uh, sometimes Osperia reaches down, sometimes Greya reaches up, most of the time they just keep it. So that is why you're not getting a lot too terrible of concern. And that's fine. From your boys. But the fact that you have mentioned siege equipment has them concerned. That's why I'm concerned. And Tarchel, since he's familiar, says, uh, you came from, you came up from Aconitum Falls, didn't you? I did. You don't think Osperia has any reason to be mad at Aconitum Falls, do you? Oh, boy, who knows at this point? That place is chaos. I mean, there's rumors that something happened to an archmage down there, but... Duh, there was a death of an archmage. I mean, it's enough to get a bee in somebody's bonnet. That's fair. Look, I... And then there's those boats that have sank in the harbor. You see him really trying to think back of the things that he's heard in the past few days. And Osperia's got mining interests in the cuts, and I know there's been trouble there. I don't know. There's enough rumors there that could say that they're taking a stab at sorting their shit out down there. Well, and that could be the case. All I know... I know they're pissed about their hearts, mate. Is I know what a siege army looks like, and I know when I saw it heading this way, I had a feeling of foreboding, and I knew I couldn't at least... Couldn't not at least warn you. Well... I'd rather you be prepared and it be nothing than you know nothing and it be more. Well, that's, uh... That's big. I appreciate that, Tyler. Glad to see you didn't forget your loyalty. Our conversation last night did a lot to remind me. All right, well, uh, about how far out you think? Um, Going off of how the world works, uh, probably early afternoon the next day. Um, I would say early afternoon tomorrow at the pace they were making. All right, well, I guess we'll prepare the best we can. If they want more to make us drink cognac for a fortnight, then uh, this is not much we can do about it. Kind of a token horse, as they say, you know. It's, there's a lot of us here, but to go up against a full-blown army, they want to take us, they can. I'd just rather see you not hurt. Yeah, we have some precautions. We'll be a little extra safe this time. Generally, we get uh, we get wind when they're coming down here to be all, oh, this is ours now. But if this is more, I don't know. Sounds like uh, sounds like they're geared up for something a lot bigger than uh, dispute tomfoolery. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, which again, appreciate the efforts to, to give us the heads up. Can we give you a bed for the night? That would be greatly appreciated. And Tarchel, who is apparently somebody who's in charge here. It's moved up some since I last knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't, didn't realize that as the, the night previous conversation, but uh, he barks a few orders here and there, and you are shown to a clean a Spartan place to sleep. Militaristic. Yep. Uh, before I am hustled away, I also am sure to mention, can we please also take care of my horse, Mr. Snugglebottoms? He's oh, of course, of course. Done fine work to get me here in good time. Good horse is uh, worth its weight in gold. 
Also, uh, you should probably eat and drink before you, you rest, too. So we'll get that taken care of, too. My thanks. And with a surprising militaristic efficiency, he gives the orders and things happen, and we can cut back to the other three. Grom says his words. He throws himself into the battle. So you see the three wolves that have burst forth from the thicket. Grom, you have first act. Can I clear that distance? What's your movement? Speed is 30. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 Oh, I want to jump over the fire. Okay, roll me acrobatics. I'm going to jump over that fire, rage as my bonus action, and then I want a reckless attack at the one right in the center. Here, let's see how it goes. 16? Okay, yep, you clear the fire, no problem. As I rage, my mouth snaps and starts to extend. Reckless attack. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, let's see. That'll be a 23. That will hit. Sink my little knife all the way to the hilt in the side of this burly beast for a total of seven damage. My intention is to piss them off so that they concentrate on me while the fellas get their stuff together. All right. These wolves see this threat rush forth and the one that you attacked and the one immediately to its left circle around you and they take a couple bites at you. They each get advantage on their attacks. Yes, they and your AC is 18, correct? Hi. Which is super high. You are dexterous. I'm built for speed. Oh, one nips you for seven hit points. So I cut that in half. Yep. Miramal near. I'm going to close distance on the one that's looks like it's starting to circle behind Grom. How much larger are these than regular wolves, would you say? I'd multiply them by a, maybe a 1.5. Think of the Game of Thrones wolves. That big? Higher wolves. We'll have some pretty wonderful coats if we're going up north. Uh, they're still medium creatures. They're not large creatures. Probably can't throw it that far. Busting out some Zangief moves? <laughs> Pile driver? I was debating possibly try to throw it into the fire, but that's a good distance to try and throw it. It is a good distance to try to throw it. I'm going to go for a straight-on attack and use a key point for a Fury of Blows. Did you say Fury of Blows? It's a 14. You think, oh, no, I'm too slow. It's going to move out of the way, but then it jukes back and you connect. That one's 9 damage. Second attack is 19. That will also hit. at 7. It's a 12. That unfortunately does not. Your 19 punched him almost out of the way of your follow-up jab. All right, lad game. Okay, I, I'm grab my cloak and I tell myself I concentrate, concentrate. And then I'll cast magic missile at the furthest wolf at second level. So the one that's farthest west to Grom's left. All right, roll damage. Are you twinning it? Yes, yes. So damage first or wisdom? Uh, well, the first one's going to hit regardless, so... So I'll do it second level, so I get four darts. Uh, and each dart gets... So it's 14, because each dart gets a plus four damage. I twinned it. Let's have a willpower real quick. 12. You're good. So that was 17. 17. Dang. That wolf did not know what hit him. It's good night. Good night, wolf. Yeah, the one who just got ravaged by eight magic missiles takes a look and just sprints to the south. He's going to use double movement. So he's splash, splash, splash through this thing. He's booking it out of there. Good job. All right, let's have a perception from everybody. 21. 8. 19. Mirmonir and Grom, you smell something fetid and noxious. Source is not readily discernible, but you have a moment to hear the heavy steps before an enormous ambulatory tree explodes from the tree line. 
The thing is easily over 20 feet tall and it appears to potentially have a sizable reach. The noxious smell you realize had only been faint before now punches you in the face. As you recover from the onslaught to your senses, you see that a sticky bile-like substance oozes from tissues in its skin. No, bark. No, skin. It pauses momentarily, turns its eyes, which are glowing a pale green, towards you and rolls. Which brings us back to the top of initiative. It's a tree. Oh, the big one's mine. <laughs> it's a tree with corruption just oozing and dripping off of it. Too bad you lent me your hatchet. Grom, what would you like to do? All right. As I'm ripping my knife out of the one right in front of me, I'm going to swing my blade to the right and try to stab my blade in the wolf that is in front of uh, Knuckles there. And I want to run my blade along as I tumble past these wolves. And I want to tumble and then scramble up the side of this beast. So you're attacking a wolf? So I'll take some attacks of opportunity for sure. Yes. If you'll let me do it. Yeah. All right. And this is a reckless attack as well. Uh, there's going to be a lot of recklessness. Let's go down right now. Let's just <laughs> let's just clear the air with that. That is a 14. That will hit. All right. My D4 here. Six damage as I run my blade along the side. So you're moving through? Yeah. They're awfully concerned about that giant tree thing that just came busting through the woods. It was almost an afterthought as the one got stabbed of just like, oh, hey, bite. And the other one's just like, oh, yeah, reflex bite. But you move through them with no problem. All right. Now I'm going to scramble up the side of this thing and take whatever attacks I need to. Uh, so your movement, you can potentially get on the thing. Yeah, I want to dive onto it. Okay. So you climb up. So let's have an athletics. All right. So as I tumble past the wolf <laughs> and I leap onto this thing, it's big tree branch hand just like grabs and palms my face and swings me past it off into the trees as I go flying and hit a tree trunk. I will roll a strength for it to see how far it throws you. It's got a plus five to strength just so you know. There. Oh, that's not bad. like a rag doll and threw me. It throws you a good 10, 15 feet. And slamming into that tree, you take six bludgeoning damage, which I believe, since you are raging, is halved to three. Mr. Wolf in front of Mirmalnir is going to hightail it south. Would you like an attack of opportunity? I would love an attack of opportunity. Go for it. Oh. Nah, that's not hidden. Using its action and its speed. Splash, 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 splash. Other wolf. It becomes quite apparent that they had no interest in you. Well, they shouldn't have come into our camp. Freeloaders. Mirmalnir, what would you like to do? Well, now that there's not a group, but there is a 20-plus foot ambulatory tree in front of you. So I am going to pour salt on its roots. <laughs> it's the long con. I'm going to go in for a attack, and then I'm going to use... No, I'm going to use my breath weapon. I take that back. Need to make a dexterity saving throw, and it's a 15 foot cone. DC of? It's DC 8 plus my constitution modifier plus my proficiency bonus. Well, my constitution modifier is a 0, so it's 10. Okay, he does have a minus 2 to dex, and he rolled a 5. Sweet. Damn it. That's 2. I'm going to use Step of the Wind, and I'm going to try and jump on its back. Let's have an athletics. 15? It's right on the edge of what I was thinking, so I'm going to give it a dexterity save as a reaction and it failed that so yep you take four good running steps and leap and catch its side and swing around and have a good hold of its back so you pretty much have purchase on where its shoulder blades would be that is exactly what i was going for all right that game okay i will 
We would like to move north um, about 10, 15 feet to the corner of the, yeah, right there's perfect. Oil magic missile at level one. You're twinning it? No, I'm not twinning this one, no. So that's 11 points of damage. And that will be my turn. Other wolf has abandoned ship. They were running. And Lethgate, the creature vomits forth a deluge of foul, diseased sap. You must make a dexterity saving throw. The 13. Okay, I'm putting the DC of that at 12. So I say you succeed and manage to sidestep that. So, yes, it vomits a deluge of this noxious-smelling sap at you, and then for its other attack, it's going to try to reach back and grasp a hold of Miramilnir. What's your AC? I have it written down. It doesn't matter. He rolled a three, so he just spent some time trying to get a hold of you, and does not succeed, uh, which brings us to Grom. I stand up and recognize that when I was flying through the air at some point, I'd lost the knife I was holding. And I reach behind me, and I pull this jagged piece of branch out of my side. There's a small burst of blood that comes out of there. And I'm going to grab that like a dagger. And I'm charging directly at the beast, and I want to try to stab it in the back of the knees. Of course, imagine this. It's a reckless attack. 14 with my improvised weapon. Well, given the nature of its size, that hits. You had a pretty big target. D4 or D3? Or just one. Improvised weapon. You're hitting a tree with a branch? Yeah. Trying to stab it with a sharp piece of wood. Yeah. Just one. All right. Five damage. I was just going to say one, but fine. Well, then I get strength, and I never get that. I'm going to give it resistance to wood weapons. Going to be halved to... That checks out. <laughs> to two? To two. Yep. Fair. Rimmelner. Two. I'm assuming I'm kind of like latched onto his shoulders. Yeah. You got two good handholds and one good foothold. I'd like to use my breath weapon once more, so I'm just going to go right behind his head and just unleash. Yeah, right up in the spine. Do it. I'll say this. If you roll a 10, you're going to knock it down. Right on. We don't need to worry about that. It's a 2 again. This seems to be the number for the day. Yes, you nuisance damage it. Are you just hanging on, or was there anything else you'd like to do? Would you say it's got, like, horns or branches or something good to grab onto on its head? I would say that given the nature of being very tree-ish, that uh, it's, it's, a chunky, it's a chunky thing that you can... I'm going to try and reach up and grab onto something on its head. Let's have acrobatics, because that is dex-based. 19. Yep, you scamper up a little higher. Sweet. All right, let game. So what they will like to do is first they will cast Sapping Sting at the monster. This is a constitution saving throw. DC of 14. He's got a plus four to con, and he rolled a 15, so he succeeds. Okay, I don't think you take anything then. Uh, So then I will, as a bonus action, I'd like to cast Minor Illusion directly where I stand as myself. And then for my movement, I'd like to just kind of, if I can dive. So I like try to hide behind the tent and there's an illusion of me where I was. Uh, he, can, he can if nice he move. passes a wisdom saving throw, he can he'll know if that's uh, real or not. I'm just gonna do that now so we don't need to worry about it. Natural twenty. Oh it passes. Roll me stealth. Luckily we've got its attention. We've dealt two damage to it. See Tin. We are back to the top. It is the trance turn. He's gonna turn to you, Grom, and he's just going to wind up and let loose. Come get me you stupid tree. That will hit. We'll see about that. You take 11 bludgeoning damage. All right. Reduced to, down to five. five. And 
two poison damage, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. All day, every day. Stupid monster. Never mind. Eight, then. Uh, Grom, I would like you to make a note on your character sheet that you are affected with wood blight. With what? Wood blight. Wood blight. Sounds like you're really going to need some penicillin now. Sounds like I need some Viagra. Oh, and he gets one more slam attack. That also will hit for another 11 bludgeoning. Uh, reduced. Yep, and another 5 poison damage. And you are already wood blighted, so you do not need to make another constitution saving roll. And now it is your turn. Well... I'm going to scramble up the front of this thing as best I can and try to get to its neck. And then I want to sink my fangs into his neck. What rolls do you want for this? I want uh, your movement is going to get you up top. So let's have however you want to climb. It could either be athletics or acrobatics. Acrobatics? Yep. That'll be a nat 20. So 25. Got your number tree. Yes, you scamper up. No problem. Going for what I would imagine jugular would be if it had one. Uh, that'll be eight damage. Oh, you need to roll the hit. Oh, I rolled in. Oh, <laughs> the nat 20 was for moving up. Uh, no, I'll just take a hit, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, reckless I'll give you attack. Adva- I'll give you advantage on your attack since you rolled a nat 20 on your uh, acrobatics. That'll be uh, 22. Now roll damage. You can take that eight if you want. Uh, that would be nine damage. All right, yeah, you latch in. Clamp teeth. my teeth onto the knotted wooden... <laughs> throat of this beast it's strange it's it's almost like you've never experienced wood that was fleshy schnozberries taste like schnozberries yeah well and as you bite in you're you almost gag at the sap that oozes into your mouth and the noxious fetid taste of it i'm raging too much to notice that as of yet there will be no disgust in me until i am dead mirmoner I would like to try and take my legs and wrap them around its neck as tight as I can, and then I'm going to start beating at the back of his head, and I'm going to use Fury of Blows. Get your feet out of my face, lizard. Give me a quick uh, acrobatics to make sure you don't kick Grom in the face. If you got to kick me, you kick me. Ten. You're good. I gained two hit points when I bit him. Do you gain hit points off of blood or just doing damage? Well, it's just when I do my bite attack, so I don't know. I feel like it's a blood thing. All right. The sap blood? Yeah, but it's poison, so. All right. I rolled a nat one. All right. Tell me what happens. I want to say I go to punch. His head shifts to the side, and he rears back. I take a face full of tree branches. Thought I was getting kicked in the face there for sure. (laughs) You're choking me, Murray. That was a net one on your attack? Yep. Um, you're going to have disadvantage on your next attack because that dazed you. Okay. Got a 17 for that one. that work with disadvantage? Yeah. Nice. That's going to be 8 damage. That next one's a 23. Nice. With 6 damage. All right. Yes. Your little hiccup at the beginning, you managed to recover from quite well. Once I'm done, I'm going to reach up and re-grab so I have more stable footing. And so I don't risk kicking Grom. Acrobatics. 20. Yep, you shift. You know, Grom, you feel like like there's like this imminent threat just hovering around here, and then it goes away. Uh, Lacking. I will stand up from my dive, and I will like to assist the situation. Can I do like a perception check to see if it's super damaged or how my friends are doing? Uh, let's just have a general insight check. Uh, 13. Yeah, your friends are locked in heated combat. Uh, nobody really looks super hurt. It's, you, you really don't have a, a good basis to go on on what the tree should look like if it's hurt. But at the same time, uh, it doesn't seem like it's slowed at all. Okay. So we'll 
try to what I'm going to try to do is I grab onto my cloak and I'll concentrate in the cast mind spike. Do you have to maintain concentration on your illusion? Yeah, uh, yes, so that will drop. Uh, that's a uh, wisdom DC of fourteen. That's a plus one to wisdom, and he rolled a natural twenty. Okay, uh, so that's halved. Seventeen halved. Uh, eight. And then yeah, so I dueled it. I don't know if I can duel that. Yeah. Mine's, but yeah. Yeah. Roll okay. a roll a wisdom save though. Thirteen. You're good. Uh, so then do you roll again for that one then? Wisdom. Sure. Twelve plus one is thirteen. He fails. Oh sweet. Fourteen. And then I know where you are. Like I know where you are. <laughs> Hide and seek champion. Do you need to know where he is, or what was I that? See, I see you. If you run away, I know, though. I'll know. <laughs> All right. That elicits a roar. That was a good amount of damage. I'll go back to him and Grom. Uh, let's have an opposed grapple here. You got it. Twenty-one. Well, his twenty-two. You punk manages to get two large, leafy hands <laughs> around your torso, and he pulls you off. And give me a strength check just to see if you do some damage as he pulls I you off. I say my intention had been to keep my lockjaw on there. What do you want me to roll? Uh, strength. Uh, that would be a 23. He pulls you off of him. I have to get spiked like a football. You, f- you feel there's bark in your mouth. You took something with you. That's good work. And yes, he pulls you off. Before he spikes me. Yes. I'll take you a piece at a time, you son of a bitch. And he, both hands, and he just tries to make a crater with you. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so I'm going to turn that into falling damage, but I'm going to amplify it because of the acceleration. So you take... That counts as blunt slashing and piercing damage. <laughs> nah, just bludgeoning. Oh, it's only 18. Okay. Which, if you're raging, can be halved. But you are prone. Oh, I would imagine then. And then he turns and steps away towards that game. Pretty much stomping on the top of the tent. Do I get an attack for opportunity? I'll bite his ankle. <laughs> sure. Drag along. Roll roll, uh, roll attack with triple disadvantage. Triple disadvantage, okay. <laughs> Actually, just a disadvantage. Seven. No, he just walks away from you. And he walks up to Lekain and raises an arm, and he used all of his actions to do that to Grom. So we'll see what happens next round. We are back to Grom. Is it possible to get up and still run? Or does get up take all uh, your move? Get up takes half your movement, I think. Half my move? Mm-hmm. All right. I wearily stagger to my feet, shake it off, catch him in my sights, and put my head down and charge at him. If I get close enough, I'm going to try to leap onto its back and take a bite out of its hide. Just jumping high enough to get a mouthful of the butthole, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, within the turn, it's basically all you can do to get there. So with a, a meager leap, uh, roll a roll a jump, roll of athletics. As I jump into it, I didn't notice that a stick was sticking out of it and catches me right on the side of the face, and I get speared. Uh, I want to see if I can try and steer this thing, like direct it into the fire. Okay, as it's walking towards lead game, let's have I'm going to say a strength based animal handling check. But I don't think you have proficiency in animal handling, so. It's probably just going to be a strength check. It's a nine. Nope, you struggle, but it's pretty much having its way. Anything else you'd like to do? No, I'm just going to hang tight. That game. I will I'll use my breath weapon. Dexterity save. So I got a question. Yes. Since this thing is kind of looming over Letgain and I am up behind its head, will I still have to roll a 
dexterity saving throw? It is a five by thirty line. So I mean, yeah, I mean, technically, I imagine if it, yeah, it's gonna get you guys. It's as well. tall, so. Well, yeah, I imagine it's a tree, though, right? So it's gonna hit them and just go through and hit everybody. I mean, five foot wide. That's a thick line. I you don't know. Do what you, like, I'm just panicked because, like, there's a... No, I think even you're panicked, you're just going to let loose. Yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah. We leave it to the dice. And it is a dexterity, correct? Yep. Yep. What's the saving, DC? I rolled a two, so... Uh, so eight plus five is 13. The big baddie failed. Grom succeeded. What'd you get, Mirminer? 21. But that's still half damage, yep. right? it's halved. So that is uh, eight... That's not bad. So four for the both of you, yeah. So the baddie takes eight, and the two of you take four lightning damage. I can live with that. So my hair is starting to stand up. (laughs) It is. So imagine this tree comes rumbling up. It comes over the top of you, and he's about to swipe, and you're all... Breath weapon, and he's just like... And he vomits this nasty, noxious sap over you, which I believe is a dexterity saving throw, which we set the DC at 12, right? Yes. Come on. Yeah, because I was at 13, right? Yeah. 13. Ooh. (laughs) You sidestep. You saw it coming. But then he sees you take a step to the side and then sees that he missed. And he's just going to go ahead and smack you. Does a 24 hit. Except for I will uh, cast Cornelial Shift because I saw him going to try to hit me. And you can retry the roll. Does a 25 hit? Yes, it hits. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to be so impressed with that move. Ah. You take 20 bludgeoning damage. See, I'll I'll take a little nap here. (laughs) Just fall down. Are you down? Yes, oh. you fall down. You're unconscious? Yes. Okay. Uh, on a side note, roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> yeah, 10. Seven. <laughs> Please mark down as being afflicted with wood blight. Wood blight. God, we're all going to need some penicillin after this. She took the healing potion. Shit. Oof. Grom. Well, I'm going to climb up and try to get a bite on this jugular again. I'll take this thing piece at a time. Acrobatics? Yep. That'll be a... Uh, 17. That will succeed. And then climb up to your spot once more. You find actually a familiar foothold and a familiar handhold. You've been here once before. I see a chunk missing. I'm going deeper in that same spot. Here's my hit. Reckless attack. Thank goodness. 17. That will hit. 11 damage. 11 damage. Sink my jaws into its neck. My little tiny jaws on this big old neck. I say that you sink in and a little bit of sap squirts into your mouth. I'm a swallower. <laughs> Which is why you take two hit points of necrotic damage. Oh, no. necrotic. That's a new one for me. Near well near. I'm going to kind of do what I did previously where I wrap the legs. I'm going back for the back of the head again. But I'm going to get kicked in the face. I can feel it. Here we go. I got to roll a dexterity to make sure I don't kick Grom. Yeah, if he's up in the neck area. Uh, 13. You're good. And I'm going to use my last key point. To utilize Fury of Blows again. That's a 23. That will hit. That's my boy, Murray. Uh, 7. 13. Uh, that doesn't quite do it. Mm. Then this one ain't gonna do it either. It's hard to fight a tree. I feel ya. Is you feel like it staggers at that first punch, but then when you lay into it with those other two, you're just punching wood. Hard wood. You could have done that from down below. That game, please make me a death saving throw. Oh no. Oh, this is a net one. I will see you guys in the next life. He gets two death saves. Or two Oof, negative da. ones. 
Grom, let's have an opposed grapple check. All right. 15. 18. Well, it's still stronger than me. But I'll take a chunk of its neck out as I go. Lockjaw check. Lockjaw check. 18. Yep. <clears throat> That's not as big a chunk as you, you got before, but... Uh, actually, you know what? You go roll that damage. Roll me a d6. D6, all right. <laughs> 10. Ripping this thing's throat out. If we do this long enough, you might just take his entire head off. Well. <laughs> Start chewing your way around. All right. They call me the toothy. going to eat you. Oh, no. <laughs> Into the fire. Oh, no! <laughs> Groms don't like fire. <laughs> we don't... We don't bathe a lot. There's a lot of oils here. A lot of patchouli. <laughs> All right. You take... Again, with the force of the yeet, you take ten bludgeoning. All right. That puts me down as well. I'm unconscious in the fire. <laughs> oh, oh, no. TPK. <laughs> Almost. Not quite. Hey, you're going to have to write your own song for when you found all your kin dead. Murray, you got this. Can I use my medicine skill to, like, stabilize them? Er, not right now. Not right now? <laughs> I believe you're on top of the giant monster. Oh, boy. I'm as nervous as you guys are. Okay. Yeah. At this point, I'm probably still technically on the road to Lower Dysnesia, considering I didn't make it there till about 4 a.m. That's right. I see some elves in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> you opened one no, eye. you don't. Mirmelnir, as the beast rips Grum off and... Chucks him into the fire. He stumbles. It's almost like he overthrew his balance. And it is your turn. Oh no, it's gonna fall on us. He's kind of leaning forward. Actually, roll an insight. That's a uh, eighteen. With that insight, this thing is hurt badly. How big around would you say his neck is? We talking like tree chunk? Probably two and a half feet diameter. Boy, if Mary chokes this thing to death, that's such a badass move. Remember that time you choked the forest? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call it these days? <laughs> I should get more manscaping in for sure. <laughs> Use promo code. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days we'll have sponsors. <sighs> I'm probably not going to be able to tell where I am. Kind of want to know if the holes that Grom opened up, if it's got like squishy insides or if it's more like a tree inside of it. Roll perception. Grab it by the sap hole. I screwed that one up. Um, I got a nine. Yeah, best you can tell is like, yeah, there's, there's some nasty smelling sap rolling around on it, but nothing's like lining up with human anatomy. All right, I... You know, I'd still be up if I wouldn't have fought that stupid horse. The horse always gets its revenge in the end. I want to see if I can flip myself over and swing both my legs down into its face, no matter how poorly I think this is going to go. Okay. And in the process, maybe try throw them off balance a little more. What's the overall goal? More or less an unarmed strike with my feet. So you are trying to do damage? Yes. Okay. Let's have an acrobatics check to see if you get your feet into place. There's a 19. That will be a success. Our boy's a kung fu hustler. You flip over the top of his head. It's a 21. That will hit. Please roll damage. That's going to be seven. As you swing over the top of his head and you plant your feet right into where you think the Adam's apple should be, you use the momentum of your weight and swing into this tree beast. Still not quite sure. And you feel a crack and it's already leaning forward. And when you feel your impact of your feet, there's a big pregnant pause. And then the whole thing starts to topple forward. And I would like you to make one more acrobatics roll. Well, this is the one you need. That's, a That's not the one. Twelve. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
Remember when that tree landed on you? <laughs> no, 12's not bad. 12 is not bad. You don't tuck and roll when you hit the ground, but you manage to turn to the side just as one of its arms blasts into the ground where your head would have been. And then everything is quiet, save the campfire. And you know that you have to act fast if you want your friends to live. Yeah, I'm sprinting. I'm ripping Grom out because he's on fire. I don't know if there's a tree laying on top of let gain. I feel like Grom's going to be the fastest uh, to get out of danger. See. You, let's see which, which which direction he fell. Oh, he actually fell to the west, so you're good. Sweet. Let's have a couple dice rolls to see how this pans out. Can I do like a quick perception check to see which one's in worse condition? That's ten. Okay, you got like six seconds to do something. Uh, you can't really tell. Grom's in the fire. Lacking is bleeding badly. I'm going to rip Grom out of the fire and then just get him out of the fire and then immediately start tending to Lacking's bleeding. Okay, uh, Grom, I'm going to say that you take uh, one failed death save because of the fire. Mirmanir, you jerk Grom out of the fire and you go to Lacking and. You're in a hurry, but you see that he's not breathing. What game? Oh, this is a... I look into the... I look into the light, and I see my family. It gets bright, very bright. It is gone. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast by Peace in the Chaos Productions. Bedlam Social Hour is Carrie Dennis as Tylenor, Peyton Palmer as Mirmalnir, Percy Steele as Grom the Toothy, myself, Bedlam, as the DM and narrator. In this episode, we'd like to give honorable mention to Mark McGrath as Latgame. This was an emotional episode for us all, and we'd just like to say thank you so much for joining us in this incredible story we get to tell together. Please listen next time, and as always... Work hard and be kind. Far from home, find the marrow, crack the bone. On return, begin to weep when finding tracks are way too deep. Bury son and bury wife, sharpen blade and grab your knife. Grab my axe, head out again, hunt the beast that fell my kin. Monster failed to give family dead and cursed to live.